good we actually made it back on mic for season two, episode two. This is exciting. I'm thrilled. We haven't been having the best luck. We just keep missing each other. It's just really hard. I think we're going to sound like a broken record, but finding the time to record a podcast. And bear in mind that recording doesn't just take like 30 minutes. Like it it does take a good hour, especially with our luck on technology. (laughs) Like last week's episode almost did not go live because it wouldn't upload and the whole audio seemed to have gone missing. So yeah, it takes, it takes a while and we just have a lot going on. Um, but we're here and we made, we made it work. I'm excited. I feel like we are very grateful you guys are bearing with us. And I think just when we find our feet, who knows what day of the week these will be uploaded yeah. moving forward. We're it's just trying our su- best, you know. It's a little surprise treat, you know, just like, ooh, Thursday, nice, you know. Just go with it. Roll with the t- roll with the punches, as they say. I do have to shout out our friend Britt, who last week, before we even posted that our episode was live or even announced, told our friends anything that would even be recording again, bloody bless her cotton socks. Brittany posted it to her story. It was like, they're back. I'm like, how do you even know a new episode dropped? It was like a minute after it dropped. I was like, this is the support we need in our lives. She must have like the alert on, like if you get, if you're subscribed to a podcast, which if you're not, you should obviously subscribe to the Hysterical Feminist in all good places you find your podcast, um, then you get alerted when a new episode comes in. So she must have done that. So thank you, Brittany. Appreciate it. Love you. Love your work. Anyway, what have you been up to, Meg? What's been happening in the past week, couple of weeks? Yeah, um, I really am settling into, I guess, like being a local a little bit more. Every weekend since we got here, we try and um, like go to a new area and explore and it's amazing. Like, I love that. But this Saturday just passed, we finally joined a gym um, because the gym that we want to go to that's closest to us has like capacity limits so we can't actually go until the first of may which is wild so we've signed up we've paid our first month but we have to wait until the first of may which is when our membership will like activate so being that it's only the 20th 23rd of um march we wanted to do something in the meantime so We've bought like a month pass to another gym that's like a little bit of a walk away. Um, So on Saturday morning, we woke up and walked down to the gym and went to the gym and then got a coffee on the way back. And it was just really lovely. Like I haven't done, you know, that like productive Saturday morning thing in a long time. Because even when we (laughs) left Australia, I wasn't exercising at all for like the last two, three months. Um, so that was really nice. It just like was a very, I guess, like a normal thing to do. And although I'm very like comfortable here and it does feel like home, like our apartment definitely feels like home, which is great. Um, you know, everything's still new mostly. Mm. Um, so getting to do those like kind of mundane tasks, I guess, is exciting. And it's nice to, to feel settled in and, and add to the like, normalness of being a local living in London um so yeah I had also the chaotic experience of 
going to the gym after work, uh, which requires, you know, getting the tube, catching two trains, getting off a tube early, walking 10 minutes, going to the gym, walking 20 minutes home. Oh, my God. (laughs) Which, if you'd said that that's something I would have done to me about (laughs) a month ago, I would have laughed in your face because there's just (laughs) no way. But that's just the way it's got to be done when you live in a city that doesn't, you know, where I don't have a car. Most, a lot of people don't have cars. And it's just, it's just the way you get around. It's just what you got to do. So yeah, we'll see. It's good. How are you, how are you like adjusting to the whole no car thing? Cause I align having a car to like independent, like I've just never not had a car and I just feel like obviously it's just so much more convenient. Has that been like a big shift or have you kind of just settled in because it's just what people do in London I think because it's like what people do it's like normalized pretty quickly and also like the tubes here the system is so good like I catching the train home yesterday as much as I say I had to catch two tubes they literally come as soon as I get to the f- platform and I step onto a train. Like the train that I get home comes literally every minute or two minutes. So as soon as one train leaves, 30 seconds later, another train's there. So it's no it's no 15 minute wait in peak hour, like in Brisbane. So it's very different in that regard. But also I think where we live makes a big difference. And I think that's why it's really important if you're planning on moving to London or to anywhere, I guess, that's like not driving based, living close to obviously a tube station, but also like a shopping, um, some kind of grocery store, you know, we have a park near us. We have pretty much everything we could need, coffee shops, restaurants, everything literally around the corner. So that makes a big difference. Like what I love about where we live and what I think is amazing about London in that regard as well is like we can walk 10 minutes in any direction and we're in a totally different like area which has its own like shops and restaurants and whatever and a lot of the like suburbs or areas are very different you know we caught the tube two stops to an area called Tooting Beck and it's like stepping out into a different country almost like it's crazy how different just two suburbs away could be like that's something I think that like Brisbane really doesn't have is that like cultural diversity as much as Australia is very diverse I think because it's such a new country everything's very new which is also amazing and I love that like we're blessed to have a very nice place to have grown up it doesn't have the heritage. It doesn't have that like culture ingrained into it. So yeah, that's really cool. And that's something that I'm loving, but definitely if you're moving somewhere, try and live near transport and try and live near like a grocery store, some kind of like park, just things that you think you're going to need because it it is going to make your life like a million times easier and then I don't I don't really notice I don't have a car because we can walk to the grocery store quicker than it would take me to get in my car and drive anyway so yeah Mm, that's fair enough I kind of that's sort of similar to when I was living in New Farm in Brisbane and when you and I worked together we had the office in Tenerife which for people who don't know Brisbane it's like 
what two suburbs away but it's yeah. like literally within five minutes in the in the car but because you couldn't get a park I would often from my apartment blog door to door hire one of those like e-scooters I don't know if you remember <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'd be that obnoxious person in like heels and a long dress like zipping past and like cutting people off on the roads it was a total shit show but I totally like get that when you're in a central location, it's just so, like it's just easier sometimes. Like the fuck around of not finding a car park or even just like paying for a car, especially now in Australia where it feels like two dollars twenty. I totally yeah. see the appeal. Side note: I've seen so much about this petrol price in Australia and all these memes and stuff, and I think it's quite expensive here too. But I don't even pay attention. <laughs> um, that's insane that it's over two dollars. Just quickly, that's wild. It's actually like ludicrous and obviously it's driving up the cost of everything else because you know like produce like people need to like get it to the stores it's Mm. so like I know everyone sounds like a broken record but it's like like I have a little car and it's costing like up to $30 more than what it used to wow that's that's insane yeah also I'd like to circle back quickly to the e-scooter thing because I have a funny story um I'm only ever ridden one of them once and mm. it was just too memorable that I never did it again. But basically, <laughs> um, <laughs> one day I was helping mum and dad with something. I can't remember what. And I was living in New Farm as well at the time. And we were doing whatever I was helping mum with in like Belimba area. So when we were finished, I was like, oh, I'll just get the ferry and then like walk back to my place. Like, you know, it'll be a nice thing to do. So I got the ferry to the Tenerife station and then there was like a few e-scooters. So I was like, oh, like maybe we'll get an e-scooter. So I am fiddling around, like trying to get the e-scooter to work, like trying to, you know, run along with it, like get it to going. (laughs) And I just like cannot figure it out. And there's this car of like boys sitting there watching me do all of this, just sitting there (laughs) watching. And like not in a creepy way, just like they were obviously amused because I look like a fucking idiot. (laughs) Anyway, like trying to get it to work, trying to, and my commitment was very impressive, to be honest. I did not give up. Eventually, one of the people gets out of the car and they're like, hey, like you've got to push off. Like you've got to make it like actually like you're scootering. <laughs> so this random person comes up and he's like coaching me on how to use this uh, e-scooter. And he's like, yeah, yeah, push off, push off. And I'm like going and then I get it going and he's like running along next to me as I'm like going down and he's like, yeah, yeah, you got it. All right. Okay. Yeah. See ya. Bye. And then like waves goodbye to me and I'm like, bye. And like, I'm like, felt like he was like my dad letting me to teach me how to ride a bike. Anyway. So I finally like get off on my scoot and I didn't like think about this, but the trail from Tenerife to New Farm is all like boardwalk which is quite bumpy and so (laughs) I had sunglasses on and I was like going along with this scooter and the whole time I was like (laughs) my sunglasses were bumping up and down the entire time I couldn't even see where I was going because it was moving on my face so much and the whole thing I was just wondering is, like, can people tell how much I'm, like, bumping up and down right now? Like, can people going past tell that I don't know where I'm going? I can't see. I'm just, like, my whole body's just, like, shaking like crazy. Oh, it was so oh. unpleasant and embarrassing. And I hated the whole thing. And I never, I've never been on one again. 
they're honestly mortifying because no one looks cute on them. I don't care who you are. You could be a fucking a Victoria's supermodel. You still look ridiculous. And you got to wear those goofy, stupid helmets as well. Like, I get it. Safety, whatever. You look like a fucking dickhead. <laughs> I was really yeah. hoping where you were going with that story was the guy who pushed you off was Tom and he looped back. And then you met it was Tom and it was like a love story. That would have been amazing. No, 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 definitely not. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he was like a young guy, like a teenage boy who just helped me. It was actually quite lovely. It was very pleasant and nice of him, but it was funny. Oh, Oh, God. Far out. But yes, so uh, back to living in London. Um, Yeah, having a car doesn't bother me, i got to say. I think that the reduced costs too, like insurance, Mm. rego, petrol, obviously, as we've discussed, is not cheap on on a good day. I'm enjoying not having a lot of those types of expenses. Like I have I got my first full paycheck last week. Um, So obviously we've been trying to work out like our budget and how much we can save because we're going to Dublin next week. Um, and then we're planning our next trip, which I'm pretty sure is going to be a week and a half in Italy on the oh, Amalfi Coast. My, like, I'm happy for you, but I hate you at the same time. <laughs> I'm literally just like, I'm excited about Dublin, but I like, I cannot wait to go to Italy. Oh like, God. I, I want to go. I th- yeah, I think we'll go May, early June. I want to go like spring, ideally before it's like peak season. Beautiful. So maybe May time. Um, and yeah, Amalfi Coast, Positano, Sorrento, Capri, oh like whatever. God. I haven't, I haven't looked into it yet. But like for me, that is one of those like kind of dream trips that feels a little bit like unachievable in a weird way. I don't know why. It's just like, unless you got good money to spend, I don't think it's particularly easy to do. Yeah, and also like if you're doing like a six week Europe tour, it's not like. Like, I'm excited to do that as, like, a nice week and a half, relax, like, have a good time, just go there. Whereas when we did Europe for six weeks, it didn't make sense to spend, like, a week and a half just chilling by the beach, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's, Um, like, a different type of trip. It's not, like, when you're backpacking, it's, you know, go, 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 go. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so that's that's the trip after this trip, next trip, which I'm excited about. Um, side note, we got two for one on our flights to Dublin. What? So we the- only paid for one person. <laughs> How? There was like a flash sale with Ryanair. <laughs> so every like every flight between like the 31st of March or something, which is the day we fly, which is so lucky, and May was two for one. <gasps> oh, so, my yeah. God craziness craziness yeah um but no so we got our first paycheck so we've been doing our budgeting and my monthly like bills is just like really not that much now because all I really pay is like rent gym phone and then we have like the house bills I guess which is like water we have to pay like council tax here which is a bit random considering we have a huge puddle outside our house. So I'm going to be writing to the council about that. Um, you know, yeah, you're so right. like Exactly. Um, so yeah, like my bills is like not a lot, which might be naive of me to say, and I'll get my, you know, 
I'll have my first month and then be like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's like, it's different when you're living overseas, you're not paying for some stuff that I think works out to be quite good in the end. So yeah, absolutely. long story short, I don't miss my car. <laughs> <laughs> she got there in the end, people. <laughs> anyway, um, Louise, tell me, I hope you've had a think about giving us some interesting updates this week, unlike last week. Um, I actually thought about it just before we got on the call and God, I got to tell you, my life isn't that interesting, but I am really excited. So I don't know if I've told the audience this, but this year, very excitingly, I moved to part-time work, which I feel like for a 25, (laughs) for a 25 year old is obviously a luxury, but I think we're in like the, I guess like the era of a side hustle. And I just thought Mm. this is your opportunity to, I don't need to be working myself into the ground five days a week and side hustling. So I work Monday to Wednesday now, which is amazing. It still, you know, gives me the stability to pay my mortgage and pay my bills and feel like I'm not at any point going to freak out and have no money. And then I get to um, work on my exciting projects, obviously over the weekend and on a Thursday and a Friday. So that has been a big change in my life. And to be honest, I know people who are older than me who are listening are just like, this girl needs to wake up and grow up. But I just can't see myself ever going back to full-time work for one place Mm. ever again. I just love like the flexibility and the freedom. And I feel like like everyone gets sick of the job. Like I feel like I can really suck it up for three days or, you know, sometimes I'm like three days isn't enough. I've got all these cool ideas or whatever. So that's been really cool. Um, but today is a Wednesday, so it's my Friday and I'm really excited. Um, and I'm heading to Struddy for the weekend. I, yeah, I miss Struddy. Oh my God. I'm really excited. We actually are going over with, um, Jackson's mum and his sister and we, we actually went to Melbourne a couple weeks ago and saw her, but before that we hadn't seen her in over three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's just going to be really nice to spend some quality time together, hang out at the beach, have a few picnics, just really chill out. So I'm jazzed for that. Oh, that'll be so good. Oh, my God. I know. I'll send you some pics of Strati and you can send me photos of (laughs) amazing Europe. (laughs) I don't know if it's comparable, but sure. I'll try and get some photos of rubbish on the street just to even it out a little bit. (laughs) Because there's plenty of that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, like not a lot. Like everyone, it's so funny. I have heard influencers be like, oh, everything's not at all. It's cracked up to be like London's so dirty. And I'm like, yeah, but there's also five times the population of Brisbane. Mm. And the actual size of London, I'm pretty sure is like one fifteenth of the size of Brisbane as far as like dimensionally. So you've got a lot of people wow. in a small space. So there's just, it's just, it's just a part of the game. But yeah, like we were walking to the shops yesterday and this guy walking along just threw a bag of rubbish on the ground. So, you know, Ew. whatever. Yeah, it's should fine. I, you should have like egged him or something. <laughs> well, unfortunately there was already a pile of rubbish there. So he wasn't really doing anything wrong. Oh, he's like, I thought it was a bin. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Anyway, uh, so back to you. 
Um, but funny you were talking about flight deals. So on the weekend, Jetstar did like a big, you know, we're having cheap flight push. Rah, rah, rah. And I was kind of in a bit of a fuck it mood. And I saw really cheap flights to Bali. And I was like, great. And I was telling everyone they're like 150 bucks return. Like this is wild as if we shouldn't book it. And then it was obviously Jetstar. So it was $150 each way. And then you have to add baggage and seating and all this sort of stuff. Uh, but by this point, I'm invested. I'm invested in my chill Bali holiday that I desperately need after th- working three days a week. So I was like, <laughs> fuck this. So we just booked a little 10, day, 10 days away in a couple of months' time just to tide us, tide us over, get us through the mid-year hump. You oh, know? my God. That's exciting. So that'll be your first overseas trip, right? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of sad that it's to Bali, but I also am someone who loves Bali. I love the Bali people. I just like going somewhere nice and just enjoying myself. And it's so chilled out. So I'm excited. But yeah, it's going to be like, yeah, just a little, little holiday. So that's me. Real caught up. I love it. Well, thank you, Louise, for the update. Uh, (laughs) I'll expect some more news from you next week. Right, should we um get back to some sort of regular scheduling and maybe do a bit of a content summary what we've been watching, listening to or reading lately? Yes, yes, yes. Let's do it. Um well, I have a few things from Netflix. I'll be completely honest, I haven't been reading much at all. I just like have not had the time. I did however find the book The Panic Years. I don't know if you've heard about that. Um in an op no. shop for like 2 pounds. It's basically about the concept of like being in your late 20s, early 30s and the pressures around like having to have a family and get married and have kids and how it's kind of like it's such an old school concept and it doesn't really align with our kind of, I guess, career trajectory that we have now. And it's definitely something that I've felt um, being a 29 year old currently living in London, you know, we do have a certain time frame that we have available to have kids. So that's a, a challenge that I've had. So what I will do is read that book <laughs> <laughs> and report back. She has read the blurb, so that's amazing. <laughs> I listened to a podcast um, which is After Work Drinks who did an interview with the writer Um I'm blanking on her name. I apologize. And then I've read like the first quarter maybe of it, but I will finish it and I'll report back. (laughs) So massive side note, but no, um, Tom and I just finished the Netflix series pieces of her, um, which stars Tony Collette and another Aussie actress. Cause it was actually filmed in Sydney and on the central coast, but it's based on, um, a small town in America. And it's kind of like, I guess like a thriller drama maybe, but like not super like scary, um, but a bit of like a mystery. Um, and I thought it was really well done. I It was really gripping. Like I really wanted to watch the next episode every time we went through. But basically the premise is that this mum, Tony Collette, and her daughter um, live in this small town and um, – Basically, I like I really can't say much because all of it's like a mystery that unfolds, but I guess like their lives aren't what you expect them to be. And it's this whole unf- 
unfolding of the actual nuances of their lives and how they got to be where they are. So it's really funky and I definitely didn't see the broader storyline coming, which Mm -hmm. I think is nice and not uh, an easy thing to do these days. I feel like so many stories are very rinse and repeat. Um, And Toni Collette was amazing. I think she's such a great, you know, performer. And Mm. she's just, like, made such a good career for herself as an Aussie. I feel like it's, like, with Australian actors and actresses, I feel like you're either huge, like Chris Hemsworth, or you go, like, relatively unknown. Um, Whereas I think she's, like, found a place in the middle. Yeah. um, Where she's done a lot of, like, really great projects. um, But she's not, like... I mean, people might disagree with me on this, but she's not like, you know, massive, massive movie star. Um, And then I didn't love the second, I guess, protagonist daughter character. I picked out her fake American accent immediately (laughs) as soon as she (laughs) I have this weird, like, ability to do that. I shit you not. Like, have you ever listened to Hamish and Andy and how they do that, like, superpower, like, skills test thing where people have, like, really weird, unique superpowers and then they test them? Yeah. I think I should go on that and they line (laughs) up a like line of people and I have to pick out who's faking their accent because I just am so good at it for some reason. Um, anyway, <coughs> as soon as she started talking, I was like, there's no way she's American. She's got to be Australian. Um, and I was right. And she just, I don't know. She bugged me a little bit. I, I think once you notice the accent's fake, it's like kind of hard to like believe them as a character. Yeah. Um, like, I, I haven't looked up interviews with her yet, but I'm convinced that she was deepening her voice to put the <laughs> accent on. I just, it didn't seem organic to me. This is really long-winded and irrelevant for my recommendation. But anyway, <laughs> pieces of her on Netflix is great. <laughs> it's only an eight-part series and they set it up really well for a season two. So I would, I would say there'll probably be a season two. So that's really good. Um, the next one is a movie called The Adam Project. Have you watched this yet? No, but is this based on a book as well? Oh, this is no, oh. no, this has got um, what's the main actor, the big famous Ryan one? Reynolds. Yes, I was watching the preview for this the other night. Yeah, it's so great. It's basically, it's kind of like Star Warsy vibes, but not like they have like lightsabers and they time oh travel. Um, and obviously, Ryan Reynolds' character travels back to a time where he meet some people from his life I'm trying not to ruin it but I feel like the I feel like you know okay spoiler alert I'm gonna say a spoiler but so skip like 30 seconds but he travels back in time to meet his younger self who's played by a young actor and the casting of the younger Ryan Reynolds is just amazing like he's you know Ryan Reynolds I love him he's Mm -hmm. like one of my celebrity crushes because he's like this sassy little bitch and I just think he's hilarious <laughs> this little kid is exactly him and it's really funny it also has Jennifer Garner Zoe Saldana and Mark Ruffalo in it great casting I just thought it was really really funny like easy to watch movie but also there's some interviews with Ryan Reynolds and his younger castmate. um I think his name's like Walter Scalo or something. Very random name. Can't remember. Um, And this kid is like Ryan Reynolds. Like they ask him like, what's the most annoying thing about Ryan? And he's like, your face. (laughs) Like he is this 10 year old, just like sarcastic little sassatron. And Ryan Reynolds just obviously is just like loving it. 
Um, and this kid can like quote every single line in Deadpool. Like he's obsessed with Ryan Reynolds as well. So it's just like the cutest thing ever. And yeah, you got to watch it. It's really great. And then look up some interviews of the two of them because it's really funny. I love it. Okay, I'm glad you recommended that because I did see it and was thinking I would like it, but I'm not really into the kind of, you know, time travel, like kind of weird storylines. It's just not my vibe. But I'll give it a I try. would say it's it's more of a comedy than like right. actually about the time travel, I think. So, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. What have you got for me? Um, I am the opposite of you. I have been reading like crazy this year. You know, when you go into like lulls or like highs, I'm definitely in like my reading high at the moment, but I have to say it's all thanks to you recommending Colleen Hoover. I'm obsessed. Oh, there you go. Oh, great. Literally, I, I've got two more books of hers coming in the mail currently, but I've been doing a book swap with one of our friends as well of her books. Um, I've got four of them sitting right in front of me. I've probably read like eight or nine of her books so far. I'm just wow. obsessed. I don't know why. They've all got like a twist. They're all pretty much like a love story, but like not a cliche, cliche one. I'm yeah. just, she's just brilliant. It literally, you are hooked on her books from like page two and there's no putting so it down. So what's your, what's your favorite like top two that you've read so far? I would say it ends with us, which I think is the one yeah. you recommended. Really, really yes. good. Um, and then I would have to say, oh, uh, maybe ugly love. I would say would be my second one. They're all very good. I think the only one I haven't really enjoyed was one called November nine that I've just, it's the most recent one that I've finished and I borrowed it off our friend and it was just a bit predictable that one. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll keep you guys, per, I'll keep you guys posted on the new ones that can come through, but honestly, any of hers, I'm not even reading the blurbs when I'm buying them. I just see Colleen Hoover and purchase them. I just don't even care. Well, sh- yeah, I mean, I guess she is like a best-selling author and very famous. So I didn't discover her. <laughs> oh, by the way, you know what's so <laughs> weird that you say this? I had never heard of her ever. You recommended her. I started reading her, and I swear to God, now every single like influencer who reads is promoting her books. It's like yeah. all over the book clubs that I follow on Instagram. Like it's just everywhere. I'm like, was I just not like registering it before you recommended Probably. it? Probably. I feel like it's like when you get a, uh, like when I got my Hyundai i30, I suddenly noticed every Hyundai i30 on the street. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just one of those things. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, I cannot say anyone who I talk to, I'm just like shoving one of her books down their throat. I love them. So that's what I, literally all I've been reading is her. Um, embarrassingly, I actually have two embarrassing watch not recommendations, but comments, I guess. One is I've been binge watching Law and Order Special Victims Unit for like a month. I'm obsessed. Sure. I watch like two episodes a day while I'm doing stuff. It's just constantly on. It's not a nice thing to have on because obviously it's all about like sexual assaults. Um, Yeah. So I'm pretty sure my neighbours think I'm an absolute psychopath. Jackson's off it. He's had enough of this. Like, (laughs) yeah. He can't deal anymore, but I don't know why I'm obsessed. But the other thing I wanted to comment on was Euphoria, which every single person that I know is obsessed with it or rates it, whatever. I know you really like it. And I started watching it again after you recommended it. 
And I was really invested and I have to go against the grain and say, I don't recommend, like, I just think it's shit now. Like I've just finished series season two. Yes, yeah, so I stopped watching season two. Oh. So I guess we haven't updated. Yeah, I only watched the first few episodes and I've fallen off. And I've heard, I haven't heard great things. So that's why I haven't gone back onto it. I've heard that like the writer has admitted to writing the script as he goes. And apparently that becomes quite evident because so many stories just are not connected and like they go off on tangents. And he sets up a story for one character and then never talks about it again. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm just not a fan. Like, I skipped through the second last episode, I think, and went straight to the last one because everyone was raving about it. And I have no idea why everyone was raving about it. Like, there was nothing to it. There was, like, one thing that happened for one of the characters that I'm invested in, which is Fez. And that's it. Oh, yeah. I think I think the reason that I liked it is because it is quite different and like well filmed. I think like stylistically mm. it's cool and like the costuming and the the makeup. Like I think it's very much one of those shows that influences pop culture a lot. So I think that's cool about it and it's cool to understand why a lot of these like trends come from and like obviously if you're on TikTok a ton of like n- sounds come from Euphoria. But I do think the show itself lacks a bit. Like, I don't think it's groundbreaking in any of its discussions. Like, and I do wonder, I think I said this the first time I spoke about it. I do think it glorifies like a lot of negative things as well that I've heard people say, and I might've said this last time. I've heard a lot of people say that if they have, you know, history of abuse or substance abuse, they can't watch it because it's just way too triggering. So it's an interesting one. Um, I don't know. But I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that you didn't love it. And and myself, I haven't finished season two. I just stopped watching it. So, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I do agree with you, though, how you said it's kind of shaping pop culture. A lot of the... um, not like, yeah, I guess you would say like fast fashion brands that I have noticed yeah. that are really, really big. I've even noticed on Reels, they're doing like Euphoria characters wearing what outfit and like just trends like that. So I think it's definitely massive and it obviously has a place in the market, but yeah, yeah. Just, just not for me. Oh, well, that's good to know. Good to get two sides to everything. So maybe um, everyone watch Euphoria. Let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll put a little poll up there and see what the vibe is out out, out in the universe on the hysterical feminist audience. Um, but I think that's all we've got time for today, Lou. Absolutely. Um, we've got to wrap this bad boy up so you can get to work. I do, yes. It's uh, early morning. It's not early morning. <laughs> uh, it's time to go to work. You're right. <laughs> Good to see you, Louise. I look forward to chatting to you again next week. Yes, I can't wait. I'll see you then. Bye, guys. Bye.